Hi, you're listening to Local Legends, the podcast that explores the history of Randwick City through the recollections of locals who know and love the area. I'm Chelsea Hunter, and with me today is Michael Waters, who's lived in Coogee all his life and has a lot of experiences and memories to share with us. Thanks so much for joining us, Michael. You're welcome. Now, what are your earliest memories of being a kid in Coogee? Being a kid in Coogee, the earliest memories... um, I've been down Coogee Beach since I was about six months old. I've, uh, I've got photos of all of that. Um, Tomo's Bay, which is in between Coogee and Clove Valley. I, th- I think they call it Gordon's Bay now. We, we, right, the, yes. we always used to know it as Tomo's. Tomo's Bay. Oh, Tomo's all the time. Um, when did it change to Gordon's Bay? Oh, maybe 40 years ago. Okay. <laughs> um, at Clove Valley, we used to, we used to um, uh, spearfish at Clove Valley a lot when I was in my teenage years. Do you remember being down on the beach at six months old? No, no. <laughs> but um, from the age of around four or five, I do. Mm-hmm. Then um, we used to go to the Acker, sorry, the aquarium. It used to be um, at the north end of Coogee where the garage used to be. What are they? They call the, the Coogee Pavilion now. Yes. It used to be a garage. Right. Right. Um, well, just up from that used to be an aquarium. Mm-hmm. And um, from around six or seven, it was the Randwick Coogee Swimming Club. And it was a 55-yard pool. And um, we used to have races there all the time. So you do swim club meets? Uh, I got third in breaststroke. <laughs> How old were you when that, when that happened? I, I think it was about 11 or something, 10 or 11. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I remember uh, just up from where the Coogee Life Saving Club is, mm-hmm. just, just across the road from that, only for one year, used to be an ice skating rink. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was quite amazing. Um, summer in Coogee, how did the ice rink go? Oh, <laughs> well, actually it was all frozen. They used to have a, a huge one, even though it's out of your area, they used to have a huge one at uh, Central Station. Yes. Um, that's where I used to, did my bronze medallion there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we only had the one at Coogee. There was also where East Leagues Club is. Okay. Um, that used to be an ice skating rink as well. Was it undercover or in a building? Yeah, no, it was in a building. Yeah. yeah. It was in a building. Okay. Earliest memories. Uh, I remember when Coogee flooded, Coogee Oval flooded in the mid-60s. Mm. It was about four to five foot underwater. It used to flood quite a bit, didn't yes, it? Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. I remember the uh, every Christmas, New Year's Eve, there used to be a huge carnival at, at Coogee Beach. Yeah. Um, circuses and the whole thing. It was absolutely brilliant. Wow. Um, the four foot six black rubberies. What are they? Ah, okay. Uh, surfer planes. Ah. So they're not new boards, not surfboards, but they were black rubberized surfer planes with fins. You could hire them from the ovens. The ovens don't exist anymore. They used to be the change rooms. Right. The male and female change rooms. And you used to go down there and sunbake and all that. And there used to be a shed there where you could go and hire these things out and go out to the reef. Uh, the south end of Coogee and when the surf was up because actually Coogee used to have a really good surf about 40 years ago then a high tide came in and pushed all the sand up and because you've got um, uh, Wedding Cake Island there wasn't enough area it was only about a mile out there wasn't enough area for the sandbanks to build up again but yeah look you had the reef you had um, the guts the guts uh, well, that's what we used to call it. Yep. I've been surfing down there since I was about six or seven. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, it's just three or four different parts of the beach. We used to have our own little lingo for those parts of the beach, and uh, one was called the guts. Where was that located? Um, just if you split it in half, just to just to the south end of, of that, and you had the wedge, which was just off the reef. So you had the reef and the wedge. Yeah. Yeah. Giles's pool again, no longer there anymore. We used to go down there, and there were Turkish baths as well. Yes. Yeah, so we used to we used to go down there, and also from time to time, because I went to Randwick High, mm-hmm. um, we used to go down there and play handball in, in the handball courts they had down at there. Giles Baths. Yeah, right. So, what were the baths like? Describe the how, what was the building like? Um, very old, even when I was going there. Uh, solid brick. They had Turkish baths on the southern side. They had the handball courts on the northern side, and then you'd walk down all the stairs, and they'd have uh, the pool. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about it was that on the eastern end where all the rocks are, sometime, well, there was there was a rock shelf. And when the surf got really huge, you'd, we would get under, under the, on the shelf and hold on for dear life. And the waves would just crash over the top of us. And it was great. And How used old? Ah, uh, 14, 15. Right. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. Ah, oh, it was great. Uh, the only trouble is that if you got swept out, you got swept out towards the beach. And there used to be a, uh, a steel cable going across one end. Mm-hmm. And if you missed it, you got pummeled over the rocks. Oof. Yeah, which wasn't real crash height. No. no, <laughs> no. Not a lot of fun. No. Um, well, what else? Stones Milk Bar. I remember the trams. Mm-hmm. My first school was Coogee Public. Mm-hmm. And the trams used to run up behind Coogee Public mm-hmm. and down through the Bundy. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's Bundock. Bundock Avenue, I think. We, right. we used to, again, we used to call it the Bundy. Bundy. Yeah. Um, and there was another place there. This is when I was about 18, 19. There was a place called the Oceanic. Mm-hmm. Not there anymore. No. Um, and the brilliant thing about that, you would, you would go down the beach on a Saturday, Saturday morning, and then in the afternoon, you'd, you'd go up there. And it, was, it used to be a Miller's pub. It used to be owned by Miller's, Miller's Brewery. And huge dance floor, huge auditorium, and for some reason, all the new bands that came to Australia used to go there first. So where was this located? You know where the Coogee Bay is. Mm-hmm. If you're going towards Maroubra, on the very next corner, on the right-hand side where there's a motel now or something, a huge motel, whatever it is, well, all that used to be the Miller's Pub. Oh, right. It used to be called the Back of the Moon, and, and then the hotel part of it was at the back. Right. But it used to be called the back of the moon. They had this huge mural of the back of the moon. So, and th- they had guys like Split Ends, Jefferson John and the Copper Wine, Black Feather, uh, Renee Geyer, Marsha Hines. Wow. All used to, all, for some reason, all used to go there. Yeah, and so you would go and see bands we, play we, quite we, a bit for nothing. Yeah, yeah. it was absolutely it, it was absolutely free. All you had to do, well, you didn't even have to buy a drink, but if you wanted to, you could buy a drink. It cost you absolutely nothing. Wow. And then straight after that. We used to go down to underneath, which was called the tavern, mm-hmm. and that was just a big meeting place. Because everybody at the time, um, because we all served, you knew everybody from Maroubra, Bondi, Bronte, all that sort of stuff. And a lot of the guys used to go to Randwick High, or we used to play football against them. It was just, it was just a big meeting place. No, no matter where you went, you knew people, mm. which, which doesn't happen anymore, which mm. is a real shame. Mm. You used to be able to hitchhike all up and down the coast 
Now, you, you wouldn't do it and you wouldn't pick up people doing it. No. The, the whole place has just changed. Yeah. Tell me a bit about the surfing culture um, of the time. Uh, <laughs> surfing culture of the time. We're, we're talking uh, 60s, 70s. Oh, prime time. Mm, yeah, we're talking, yeah. What did you surf? I, as I do now, um, nine, foot, nine foot four. Really? Yeah, yeah. Bit of a tank? Uh, it was in those days. Um, just just a long board. Mm-hmm. I, I've never ridden a short board. I, I do apologise. I have ridden a short board, but it was seven foot two. That, that's not a really short board. No, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was just. It was just a great time. We used to. We used to go away uh, all the time. Or you, like I said, you went up and down the coast, but never really Bondi. Mm-hmm. We didn't like Bondi for some reason. It just. It just. Maruba was good. Coogee was good, but then you went north side mm. or right down the south coast. Mm. Um, how many people would you be regularly surfing with? Okay. Where I lived in Melody Street, in between Allison Road and Abbott Street, it's about maybe 100 yards, if that, there were 16 kids. They were either my age, one year old, or one year younger, both male and female. So wherever you went, you had basically 16 kids surfing. To, to go with, so we used to go away a lot, or we wow. used to walk down down to Coogee. I mean, it's only a ten minute walk. Mm. So um, you all went to school together as well? Uh, no, um, a mate of mine, Eddie Steele, he went to Mars- Marsland College up here in Randwick. Uh, but Gary, Phil, myself, both the Whites, they all went there. Um, Tony White. Uh, he went to Waverley, mm-hmm. uh, Waverley College. He was a very good surfer. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in he was in a few movies, as a matter of fact. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the girls went to either Bridgetine, or they went to Randwick Girls mm. at that particular time. Mm. Great. And so you'd have um, you'd be surfing in the morning. Yep. In the afternoon. Oh, school days, unfortunately, no. Just in the afternoon, but um, Saturdays, Sundays, we, we were down the beach from basically sun up to sundown. Really? Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And of course, in those days, it was put more oil on yourself and you can just get really good and red and brown. And now I'm paying for it now. I just had about, oh, I think about 16 things cut out of me. Oh, I've got yes. to go, I think I'll get tomorrow and do one. So, um, yeah. So a bit of surfing, a bit of laying out in the sun. Oh, just, it was it was the, it was the ideal life. Yeah. Yeah. If... if if you see the movies of the 60s and 70s about the surf culture and that, that's what it was like. It was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, also, at Clovelly, on the north end of Clovelly, there used to be an old World War II fort. Mm-hmm. Um, had gun emplacements. As kids, we used to go through there, pretend all sorts of stuff and have a great time. <laughs> Were there milk bars that you went to? Stone's Milk Bar. That was down at Coogee, just near the aquarium, at that particular time. There was also then in the in the seventies, wine bars became very fashionable. Right. Yeah, there was the bunch of grapes at Coogee, and there was Shannon's Inn up here at Ranwick. And so, what age were you going to those wine bars? Uh, Certainly uh, not sixteen. Uh, no, 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 no. Eighteen, eighteen. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, no, but it was it was brilliant. I I can always remember when I was. Um, when I first drove, at the corner of Bream Street and Carrington Road, there used to be a petrol station. It's now the Crystal Car Wash, I think it is. And we used to freak out because petrol was 11 cents a litre. 
and then it went up to 15. Can oh, you believe it? 15, 15 cents a litre. Who would pay that? Exactly. That's what we said. I said, well, you, you've got to be kidding. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, for those days. Oh, well. And so would you go on little surfing safaris with friends? Oh, yeah. Well? Yeah, down the south coast, down to Ulladulla, down to Green Isle and Mollymook. Mm. Or we used to go up to Crescent Heads a lot, up the north coast, mid-north coast. That's brilliant up there. This is Chelsea Hunter. You're listening to a Randwick Local Legends podcast, and with me is Michael Waters. So you've seen a lot of changes in the in the time that you've lived here all your life. Um, when you look back or think back on the amount of things that used to be there, you know, the aquarium, Giles Baths, oh. is it with um, sadness that they're no longer here, or is there a sense of um, understanding that progress or change needs to happen? What What are your thoughts? Yeah, look. It's a shame they're not here because that's where my childhood was and I had a great time. And it, it, I've, 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 just sometimes I think, I wish the kids had that time now because kids are wrapped up in cotton wool now. Like, sorry, just I digress. Um, Pauline Avenue comes off Allison Road, right, down near Melody Street. There used to be sand hills there. And I can remember my bottom being very sore for a week because I came home after dark from the sand hills. Um, just up from just up from Carrington Road, coming up towards Randwick on the right-hand side, around Glen Avenue and that, the, it, it used to be farms, it used to be cows and sheep, and it, it was just, and we used to go adventuring. Mm-hmm. There, there, there was nothing like staying at home, playing machines and phones and all that sort of stuff. You went out, and, and you your mind was was your canvas. It was it was absolutely brilliant. Mm. So you'd have lots of um, uh, imaginative games happening oh, with friends. Cowboys and Indians. I oh, mean, perfect. who goes around shooting everyone now? Yeah, you, you can't do that. You'd be thrown in jail. But we used to go, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll get back to your question in a minute. Mm. I can remember cracker nights. Because mm. we had so many kids in the street, it, we used to break up into two gangs. Mm-hmm. Not gang gangs, but two groups of people. And um, you used to be able to buy penny bungers and tuppenny bungers. Firecrackers. Fire, firecrackers, sorry. Yeah. Firecrackers, right. And... The, it used to cost you four bob, 40 cents, for 40 of these penny bungers. And um, so we used to throw them at each other and blow each other up. And then, then you, you could, we used to have uh, skyrockets, penny <laughs> skyrockets. And we used to get the milk bottles. That's another thing. We used to put out our milk bottles every night and in the morning, magically, there'd be milk. Fresh milk. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to get the empty milk bottles, put the, um, the skyrockets in those, light them in. Shoot them at people. <laughs> it was great fun. It's, it's very safe. It was ex, ex, exactly. It was very safe. And for weeks before Cracker Night, you used to, oh, I won't say rip down fences, but you used to find things that were broken. You used to stack them on top of each other and just bonfires. And, oh, it was great. Wow. And the next morning, you used to go around the streets and you used to, you used to try to find the crackers, naturally, that weren't, that didn't. Hadn't explode. Yeah, didn't explode. And they had really short wicks. And the game was light them and throw them before they blew up in your hand. It's like, again, extremely safe things to do. Talk me through the injuries you had as a child. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how many times my hands went yellow. <laughs> really? Uh, uh, yeah. We used to have a, um, a bread van, horse and cart bread van. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because it was that old. It was just that that was one of the things that used to come down around Melody Street all the time. The garbage. You used to put your bin out, but if your bin wasn't out, they'd actually come around the back of your house, pick it up, 
for you and dump it. Oh, that's service, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. But they knew that at Christmas, they'd all get a six pack. Yeah. And so <laughs> they could open up their own grog shop, I think, after one night. <laughs> but, but you can't do that now. No. Uh, so yeah. tell me how these experiences, you were given um, a fair bit of freedom as a child. You got to play out, outdoors quite a bit at the beach, at the farms and the sand dunes. How does that shape you as a person, getting that freedom um, to explore and have adventures and use your imagination? I think being at the beach and, and all that sort of stuff, it's just chilled me out. I mean, I, I don't, things don't upset me very much. I mean, of course, they do upset me from time to time, but um, it's just a different time. I, I, I'll say hello to people. I'll, you, you know, there's no, there, there's no restriction. A lot of my mates at that particular time, though a, a Greek and Italian and all that sort of stuff. I remember one time we were playing for Ramwick Coogee in, in the juniors and, um, this Italian mate of mine, Theo, what else would you be called? Right. Uh, and we were down there and we were just playing and he was out the back of the ruck looking for a bloke on the other side. And we said, Theo, what are you doing? The game's going on. He said, don't you worry about it. Some a-hole stomped on my head. I'm looking for him. This is all the game's going on. This is just the time it was. It was, it was just free, relaxed, yeah. you know. Like I said, but if you didn't get home on time or didn't let your parents know, there was no, don't do that again or I'll slap you. Yeah. It was built. It yep. was with a strap. It yeah. was, and you definitely didn't do it again. You learnt very quickly. School was six cuts of the cane if you did something wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, again, today, there's no discipline. Mm. So, Which school did you go to? Uh, I went to Coogee Public and then I went to Randwick High. Right, and how many students would there have been at the time? Oh, a couple of hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very. They used to be a very good um, rugby union school, Ramakai. Mm -hmm. uh, we 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 played the um, we played the curtain raiser to I think it was the third test uh, when South Africa came out here after apartheid. Mm. And I lost it. Like I said, I, I wish the kids could experience what I experienced mm. and the freedoms that we had at that mm. particular time. Mm. But um, look, I understand also there's got to be progress. Mm. You know, like the Odeon Picture Show was down here on the corner of High Street and Belmore. And it's the Chemist Warehouse or something now. Well, that used to be a picture show. Yeah. And my grandmother used to take me there all the time. And we used to see there was two main features and there were cartoons in between mm -hmm. the main features. Mm -hmm. And we always used to take up peanut butter sandwiches and milk. Oh, nice. Very wholesome. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> it was just a good time. Or I'd, I'd go to the Ritz, which is still there, of course. Thankfully. And um, used to walk home to Melody Street, past my grandmother's place, which is uh, St. Luke Street on the corner there. It's, it's now a block of flats. Mm. And um, that's where my, my father was. My father, sorry, was born. And um, yeah, so we used to go there for Coke on the way home and say howdy doody. And mm. I used to live at 18 Melody Street. Mm -hmm. And for about five houses down, at behind there going from north to south, it was a tennis court. And then just up from our place, two houses up, like the next two houses up, going east to west was a tennis court. Mm -hmm. So we used to go down there again and play tennis all the time and not, not grass, good old dirt. And... <laughs> old school. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's just, it was just a, it was, it's just, it was just a different time. Mm. Can we go back to sure. the Aquarium Swimming Club? Yes. Um, how often would you go swimming there? Uh, we'd go there at least twice a week and on Saturdays there was a 
bottom level plus two upper levels, there was a, a diving board on the second level and a springboard on the ground level. Yeah. And this is the 55 foot pool? The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, 55 yeah. yards. Yards, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many metres, I, I suppose it's 60 metres, I don't know. Oh, I've got no idea. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, heated, not heated? No, not heated. No, that'd be silly. <laughs> not in those days. No, no. The best thing they ever brought in was wetsuits. Mm-hmm. Because before wetsuits, we used to go surfing winter and summer in nothing but budgies. So how old would you have been when wetsuits became the norm? Oh, I think wetsuits came in in the early 60s. But we still, because we were tough. We, <laughs> no, we were stupid. <laughs> uh, we, um, I, I suppose, oh, jeez. We really didn't get them until maybe the 80s. Right. You yeah. toughed it out for a long time then. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was no, yeah, it was just, it was just a different time. Yeah. Of course, we were used to it. We, yeah. we just, we thought, ah, oh, mate, you know, wearing a wetsuit, what sort of a pansy are you? <laughs> so. Uh, now, Giles Baths and the, and the handball court that was there, yep. that was owned by one of your relatives. Actually, it ancestor. was. It, it was Lloyd in, the, in the, the Lloyd part of it. It was my grandmother's mother right. side of the family. Okay. And the Napa um, was my grandmother's father's side. Uh, and they used to have, the, like I said, the Napa terraces down here. Yes. Yeah, they, they built them. And um, the Lloyds had Giles's. They didn't own it as such because no one really owned it. They, they leased it uh, up until around 1928. Right. What other things have you discovered about the, oh, the Nappers and, and how long uh, your family has lived here? Well, the Nappers have been here since around 1861. Um, I found a few convicts, not on the first fleet, but I found a few convicts. They used to live out of Camden. Um, my father's father, Waters, he was um, at Gallipoli. His enlistment was number 47. Mm. He was in the first engineers. He was a sapper. He was, on, he was in the second wave. My father's two brothers, John and Les, John was at Kokoda and Les was up in Darwin when mm. it got bombed. Um, I've, had, I've, got a, I've got a couple of people, again, through the water side of the family that were in machine gun battalions at Pozieres. So, yeah, we go back a, we go back a fair way and we've mm. got a bit, of, a bit of stuff here in Australia. Who was the first uh, member of your ancestry who um, settled in Coogee? Um, Henry James. Mm-hmm. That's when they lived at St Luke Street, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it would have been around eighteen. Well, it was actually in eighteen sixty-one because they used to keep family Bibles, and in the Bibles they used to write down when they were, when they got married. I've still got that at home, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and he's put down eighteen sixty-one is when they when they first came to the area. Wow. So who did they lease Giles Baths from? I'm honestly not sure. And what was their uh, part in the day-to-day running of the baths? They, they did the whole thing. They took the money, they looked after the place. And just down the road from there, where again, the garage used to be, on the very next corner, as you're going up the hill towards Clovelly, my grandfather owned a gym there. Oh, right. Yeah, his name was actually Cyril Purcell. Mm-hmm. But he fought, he was a bantamweight, Australian bantamweight. He fought in the, uh, the 20s to 30s. His name was Mickey Walker. Right. He was also a tally clerk at the wars. I remember getting up. I used to get up at five o'clock in the morning sometimes and Pop would be there listening to the radio. And they'd be calling out numbers. If his number was called, he'd go to work. If not, they'd pay him and he'd stay home. 
Wow. Yeah, he was the clerk's union at, wow. at that particular time. He was also um, a penciler at the races. He was an SP bookie. What's a penciler? Oh, when you hand over your money at, at, at the tote. Yeah. They were the guys that were right down your odds. Oh. And, what you, and you used to have the bag. Okay. And I can always remember one time my grandmother, because we used to live with Pop and Nan and Mum and my dad, she said that Pop had 25,000 pounds in those days, there's a lot of money. He came home and he dropped in the middle of, of the lounge room and then said, Mick, what are you gonna do with that? And he said, I'm gonna leave it there. If someone wants to rob me, as long as they leave me alone, the money's there. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty trusting. <laughs> uh, it, 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 just, it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. You know, if they want it, take it. Yeah. My, um, my grandmother uh, was a contortionist one of the stories I can always remember was uh, when uh, this was in sort of the era of the Razor Gangs and that, and um, Nan used to say that some some guy just shot someone mm-hmm. out the front, and he because he knew Nan and Pop, that he gave her the gun to hide, so she hid it under the bed. <laughs> Great family. <laughs> <laughs> no names. Long time ago, nineteen nineteen twenties. It was just different, you know. Yeah. Just so free and easy. So was this happening while you were in no, the house no, as well? No, I, I, no, no, no. This before you. No, I was, I, I was born in '53. Okay, but my mother and father lived with my grandmother and grandfather at Coogee, mm-hmm. Melody Street, 18, and that's that's where I was St Margaret's. I was born, and then I, I was brought back to Coogee, and that's where I lived all my life until I got married. Mm-hmm. And um, at that stage. Another little fact, at that stage, when we got married, we tried to buy a, a flat in Carrington Road. Bank wouldn't lend us the $32,000 to buy it. 32000 Yeah, we only had twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, to, I, had to, I had to get a place out of uh, Wentworthville, Parramatta. Oh, that would have been hard. Well, it, it was, it was, but that's where my wife came from. And Vilma? Mum still lives in Dudley Street. She's, oh, wow. she's lived in She's lived at Melody Street for the first, oh, I don't know, um, 40 years of her life or something, and the rest of the time she's lived at Dudley Street. <laughs> You're listening to a Randwick Local Legends podcast, and with me is Michael Waters. Coogee Ovens. Why was it called the Coogee Ovens? There used to be a, a boardwalk up on top where um, all along Coogee up the north end used to be sandstone walls, and then as you got further down to the south, they used to, used to go up two or three steps and there'd be a boardwalk up the top, down underneath that were chain sheds, toilets, chain sheds, male, female, all that sort of stuff. And then underneath that, it's, it was just the it was just the structure of the place that used to create these nice little alcoves, mm-hmm. and you used to get really, really hot because there'd be no wind. <laughs> of course. So you just got the sun. So they were called the ovens. Ah, that makes sense. I love the uh, the Australian tradition of literal naming. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was a Clovelly World War Two fort um, that yep. you used to play in and yep. around. Yep, yep. This yep. this was part of your imaginative childhood games. Um, the games were the fort was real on the north end of Clovelly. It's just all rocks and it's a rock pool and all that sort of stuff. And then we used to we used to climb up the cliffs again. Another safe thing to do. I recommend every kid <laughs> should do this. We used to climb up the cliffs. They were about uh, 60, 70 feet high, and we used to go over. Um, past the, um, there was a football field there. And then on the northeastern side of that was the old fort. 
the old gun emplacements and it had um, tunnels going out to the cliff face. And so we used to naturally pretend we were fighting the nasty people. Of course you were. (laughs) (laughs) It was good fun. And this would, was this with the um, same 16? No, no, no. This, no, this was just with uh, maybe two of my mates, Phil Cox, mm-hmm. Gary Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Best buds. Best buds. <laughs> yeah. Still go surfing with Gaz every, every, every year up the Crescent. Did you use the trams often? Was that oh, your yeah. main form of transport? Um, Coogee has a, a great bus system. So the 372, the 373, the 374. Um, and, and they had the trams as well. And so it, it didn't matter where we wanted to go. There was always transport somewhere. How uh, often would the buses and trams run? Oh, buses run every half hour. Yeah, they, they, were, they were just brilliant. Mm. How much would they cost? Oh, I'm not sure about the trams, because we didn't, we didn't pay a lot for those, <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. I think I do. Um, the buses were about sixpence. Mm-hmm. Uh, five cents. Mm-hmm. So you'd have a bit of loose change rattling around in oh, your uh, yeah, pockets. Look, and, and, of, and of course, um, we used everyone. Everyone carried a hanky. The, mo- the, the cleanest thing you'll ever come across. <laughs> Still have it. Gentleman's hanky. And yep. And every day, because we could go to the tucker box, oh, the canteen mm-hmm. at lunch, and and of course it was all it was all. Uh, no peanuts and no gluten and no, it was just meat pies and sausage rolls and all the good stuff. And uh, my my grandmother used to tie my 40 cents in the corner of my hanky every day. And I used to take it to school. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the things we used to do. Yeah. School. Uh, Coogee Public. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have milk every morning but the milk would be delivered about half past seven. Mm-hmm. And they used to put, um, they used to put a, a canvas over the, over the top of the milk. And then by half past nine, you could get your little bottle of milk, which was really nice and warm by then. Yeah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. oh, with Council. Randwick Council used to have, um, once a year, around Christmas time, they used to have, not pageants, but you, you would dress up in pirate outfits or, or whatever, and they and you used to have little parades uh, in, in these chambers for Christmas. Yeah, wow! Yeah, it was it was really cool. Oh, Randwick Racecourse, mm. bang! We used to have we used to have our picnics there for Randwick Coogee, and uh, there'd be Dover Heights, there'd be Maroubra, and this is when I was about seven or eight. We used to have running races all over the place where all the, all the uh, rugby union clubs around the district, around the eastern suburbs, used to get together and we used to have big picnics at Randwick Racecourse. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So how many people are we talking? Oh, maybe, maybe a thousand people with the parents. Really? Yeah, yeah. We had Was there an entry and, fee? No. Entertainment? Um, no, the entertainment was us. We used, to, we used to run around the place. Yeah, marches and marching in, mm. in your groups and everything. Who organised it? I honestly don't know. I, I can only assume the committees from all the other all the other rugby union clubs around the place. Right. And that, that's another thing that's sadly missing now. When Ramwick was at its zenith, so to speak, um, used to go down to Coogee Oval and jump in under the under the nets they had then. Naturally, you didn't pay. Uh, 
and used to see all the Australian players come back and they used to all come back to the club. Right. And you know, campees, the Ellers and all that sort of stuff. This was older, but guys before, same sort of thing happened. And that's where I think the juniors came up. Well, now they do this super rugby stuff and they really don't come back to their clubs unless they're injured and they're trying to get back into super rugby. And so the standard of rugby has really deteriorated, which is, which is a real shame. Mm. But, and there's uh, less of a community feel. Look, thank you so much for coming in and sharing those memories with us oh, and your recollections of, of growing up in Coogee. What yeah. an amazing time to it, oh, it was. It was have grown up there. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate Best that. Best of times. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Really appreciate it.